Zach, did you? Um, we talked about doing the 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 track this week. I actually right. sent you one. I don't know if you got that. I I like spit. I took about half a day and I I'd finished the track. Did you get it? Well, I I downloaded it, but the file. Did I not tell you this? No. The file was corrupted, and so when I tried to load it, it just sounded like <sighs> like a um, like an old dial-up modem. So. Which is kind of cool, and you know we could use that, but I don't think people would get it. So, was um, it like a weird sample rate thing? Like when the sample rates are out of sync, and it does this like maybe. bit crushing sort of sound? Yeah, it's it sounded like someone put it through an earthquake or device's pedal. Yeah, and then put it back into the the computer. So, I forgot to tell you that. Sorry. Well, that that sucks because as soon as you, as soon as I sent it to you, I deleted the whole session because that's like a thing that I'm doing now is like an exercise and commitment. So. So right. I can't like be, I can't have the opportunity to go back and open up the session to like tweak stuff. I just, I bounce one file down and then I delete the whole thing. Uh, done. Well, there oh, well. we go. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. So. What's up everyone? <laughs> Welcome Hi, to everybody. Tipped in Tone episode 21. Maybe next 20, week. I thought it's 22. 22? We're, we're 21 next week. Uh, last week we could drink. Oh, oh right. In the States. 22. Man. Yeah, here you go, everyone. This is the uh, the epitome of <laughs> production quality and value here on the Dipped in Tone podcast. Uh, we're, we're doing our the best we can for your entertainment pleasure and enjoyment. Yeah, it's been it's been going great. We surpassed 4,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube and, and all the audio um, listeners. The, I don't know. The listeners of the audio podcast uh, has, has been like, steady steadily growing and that's that's really exciting um we have some pretty funny uh, reviews on apple uh, podcasts so oh, if, you, if you i haven't even if you listen <laughs> yeah if you go listen to it uh, or if you listen to us on apple please like leave us a review on there because uh it helps yeah it really does actually us. helps people find the show and we're trying to take over the world here at dipped in tone we're trying Slowly, to get but to that surely. point where we are like the premier guitar influencer podcast Right. Well, yeah, we just want our word to be law. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we both already think that. Of course. But we just want it to be, you know, cemented in the ether. I think that's why you and I work so well together is because we both are of the mindset that <laughs> we really are just the, uh, the the top of the heap in terms of the guitar um, influencer space, you know? Yes. It's, and what we say on this podcast is gospel. I, I mean, I believe that. I believe it too. So, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> all right, see y'all. <laughs> um, all right, I got to address the chat. People, are, I, I have a different mic this week. Everybody calm down, okay? Mm. I have a different mic because uh, normally I use an SM7, much like uh, Shrek over here. And <laughs> um, But I, to, to really utilize the SM7B, you need a cloud lifter or some kind of inline gain booster. And currently, my cloud lifter is attached to a Royer R121, which is sitting in front of a cabinet out in the other room. And I didn't feel like moving a bunch of stuff. And I like this microphone. I think it, it makes my voice sound crispy. So um, this is what I'm using today. You can let me know in the chat, in the comments, if it sounds good or if not. Whatever. I'm sure it's going to sound fine. I... I when when I was doing all the audio mixing of the podcast, I had a few friends be like, "Hey, you're too far away from you're not using your mic. Yeah, you should get a different like look, I like can you hear me? Does it like, you know, do you really care, you know, when you're listening on your free ear, you know, earbuds? I don't know. I like this because it, it's it's definitely the antithesis of of what I normally do on YouTube, which is really actually genuinely Try. refreshing for me because I will spend, I've been having troubles with skin tones on my videos recently. Uh, like, and I've, I'll spend like 45 minutes tweaking, trying to get my skin tones to not look like I'm sick or purple or <laughs> oversaturated or flush or whatever. And here it's just, whatever, man, let's just go. Let's do it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I see. I envision people like half watching this, like this is like on, mm -hmm. on their laptop and maybe their mm -hmm. phone and they're just mainly listening. And every now and again, they can glance up and see us. Cause that's how I usually watch sure. when I watch podcasts. That's how I watch them. Sure. And people who are listening don't care. Yeah. They can't see us at all. Yeah, they might fine. not even know what we look like. That's fine. Which is, hey, that's probably preferable. Zach, how yeah. was your week? 
it was fine. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, you know, the same old, same old, uh, you know, I, it's, it's starting to, I'm, I'm getting kind of antsy. Mm. Uh, I've just been building and building and building and I, I'm not, um, I haven't really done much. I don't, I don't get out of the house very often. Mm. Um, I mean, not that, I mean, not that there's really anywhere to go, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I did have a unique business opportunity come my way. Ooh. Uh, where a, another company, I'm not going to like give all the details, but another company in the guitar world, uh, not a pedal company, but a different thing, is looking to sell. And uh, uh, talk to somebody else who was talking to me about maybe us doing a thing together. Like, the comp- uh, like sell the company? Yeah, sell like their whole like their product, their their name, everything. Like just sell out and get out of it. And it has has potential, but uh, it's one of those things. that's like, you know, do I have X hundred amount of dollars? You know, to like a hundred thousand amount of dollars to spend on this kind of thing? You know, I don't know. But uh, we'll have to talk about that in private. And if something happens, you know. Dipped in tone, people will be the first people to hear about it. Could this possibly be the genesis of Shoyle's fine guitar instruments? Uh, that wouldn't fit this. <laughs> I think that would be uh, people. If 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 this thing was named that, people will go, "Oh, I'm not buying that." <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Maybe <laughs> people we should... in the chat. Is it Gibson? Sounds like Gibson. Yeah. It's not Gibson. <laughs> if we're buying, yeah, if, that's it. If we're... if I could buy Gibson for a hundred thousand dollars, guess what? I'd be going to the bank right now. I would be too. I would force you to be like, oh, I'm I'm half in on this. He's like twisting my arm <laughs> to the bank. <laughs> Should have told me because now I'm I'm in. I'm equal partner. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, I'm I'm excited to hear about that. I like I like hearing about um, business stuff. I I, I I had a talk and then I forgot, and, and now I just remembered. So I'll I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, great. <laughs> Nice. Well, my week was, um, how was my week? Somewhat uneventful. Still just head head down, trying to build the website, do all the boring stuff nobody wants to hear about. So we'll just move past that. Um, no real gear stuff to talk about this week. No real playing stuff. To, oh, my, my podcast launched. Season three, Backstage Journal launched. Right. Um, and Tosin Abasi was my first guest. And God, what a great guy that he is. I, I really like Tosin. Yeah, I, I I've been meaning to watch it. I see the little clips on Instagram. I'm like, this this is this is interesting. And then I, you know, then I start breathing solder smoke, and I forget. <laughs> really great stuff. It, that's what I do. I'm just like <laughs> like that. Um, oh, actually, speaking of fun opportunities, I also got approached with a fun opportunity this week that I will tease. I can't talk about publicly, but um, one of our favorite uh, pedal manufacturers, who is also one of our favorite YouTubers, is is doing a very, very interesting, entertaining project um, that they would like me to be a part of. And Ooh. when I tell you that you have, you have, you cannot fathom what this idea is. You cannot fathom what this idea is. But boy, is it good! So in in the comments, type what you think this is. <laughs> is it? Rhett gets sent out on a raft with uh, like battery powered amplifiers and pedals and does demos, or you know, like what do you think? Rhett gets chased by the Gibson backhoe that ran over all of the Firebird <laughs> X guitars. <laughs> Is like, it that? It's like a really slow uh, intro to Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> like way less stakes. <laughs> no, no, it's like in no. uh, Austin Powers when the guy's getting run, the steamrollers coming across the, st- <laughs> the screen at the guy, and it's like, no, right, right. Man, that is that is classic comedy right there. Really high yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, this is dipped in tone, everyone. Um, shout out to the patrons in the chat. We got uh, we've got a handful of people watching us, more than a handful. Um, and so, if you would like to join in the jollyment while we are recording, you can uh, check out our Patreon link down below. We're soon to add mm-hmm. a different tier, and uh, also buy a T-shirt or a uh, coffee mug or a piece of merch down in the description box below. Yeah, do we have mugs? I think we have mugs. I can't remember. I don't know. No uh, I, I have to have some now. Um, yeah, you got to put some up now if we don't. So there yeah. you go. All right, cool. So, uh, Zach, we're going to dip somebody's rig here. We're going to dip a rig. Uh, let me get this email pulled up. So this rig is, uh, we've got two pictures this time, which is nice. nice. It nice. kind of breaks down. You get a little bit more detail. Uh, this is from 
Chase South Southard Southard Southard. I think so. Yep. Um, Just gonna get this post in the Discord here. Stand by. Sure. So he said, "This year I really got into pedals. He's got 11. As a result, playing a lot more electric guitar. And here's a setup. So he's got uh, the pedals. He's got a purple sparkle golden fleece, which were a really cool limited thing I did uh, to raise some money. It was was awesome." Uh, awesome little run of pedals. Uh, Wampler Ego Compressor, the Walrus 385, uh, Earthquaker Plumes, the Strymon L-Cap, MXR Carbon Copy, and a Walrus Slow. slow, slow. I don't, how do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to need you to post this in the Discord because for some reason my phone got Sure. So that that's his pedal setup. Nice. And then his amp, he's got a Monoprice Stage Right, which I've heard about these, and we could talk about that. It's like a 15-watt tube thing. Blues Junior sort of style uh, that he's modded. And um, his guitar is his first and only electric, a 90s Squire. We've got another Squire yeah. uh, that he thinks was made in Mexico um, that he's had since high school. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things going on. There's a lot of room for, for growth, uh, for tweaks. But, um, like, what are your first impressions? I like this. I like this. This is like a good budget home rig right here um and i like seeing it because uh i feel like this is what most people are working with right most of our our listeners and and viewers like this is probably kind of in the realm of what most people are 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 working with so let's start with the guitar and amp setup um man can't beat a telly i really think that's uh that's in the echelon of guitars, you know, I'd put that up there with the 335 is like, if you're going to have one guitar to do everything, Telly ain't a bad choice. No. Yeah. Especially Maple Neck. Um, and I'm not sure, we, we don't have a full picture of the, the guitar here, so it's kind of hard to see exactly what's going on with it, but looks like it's just straight ahead, good old Telly. Uh, yeah. The amp is interesting, Mono Price. So I don't know much about Mono Price. What's, what's up with that? So Mono Price is like... Um, Typically, a budget cable, and, and I think, I mean, the people in the Discord can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think initially they did a lot of like uh, cables and connections for like home stereos and things like that. And they got into the guitar game um, a few years ago, like selling guitar cables and things like that. And then I don't, I don't know when they started making amps, but they do amps and pedals, and I'm sure they're just like import. Um, you know, made overseas to their spec and whatnot. But I've I've seen a lot of people talk about them. And he, so what he said on this amp is that he upgraded some of the tubes uh, to some, I, I assume, modern tongue sole production. It made a big difference in the tone and the volume of the thing. And he plans to replace, it's got a Celestion 7080 speaker, which I'm... I don't know that one. That's, there's so many Celestions. Uh, but... He's wanting to to change it to something interesting from Eminence, like a Cannabis Rex or a Texas Heat, um, and that that you know that's that's a thought. But these amps, I'm not sure how much they retail for, but for me, when I look at all this, like that would be the first thing I would start to 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 expand my collection with. I would I would maybe get it. instead of trying to hot rod this amp, just kind of leave it, like enjoy it, you know, for sure. Um, but maybe start saving up your 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 coins for another amp that would, would take you in a, maybe a different direction. Yeah. I think that's a good point to make. So, you know, when you're, uh, when you're on a budget, um, you, you, you kind of have to think ahead, right? You, you sort of have to, to strategize a little bit, use some, uh, strategery. And <laughs> I agree. So the amp in, in any rig, I think the most important element, like if you had to point to one thing that had the biggest impact on tone, it's it's got to be the amp. Um, more so, I think, than the guitar and the pedals. I mean, behind the player, right? Um, the next right. most important thing is probably the amplifier. So, yeah, I don't know what this retails for. But, you know, by the time you start to put, you know, some some fresh tubes in there, some nicer tubes in there, you start to, you start to get into a, a new speaker. We're not talking, you know, tons of money but that is maybe a hundred couple hundred bucks that you could put in the bank and start saving up towards you know something that's that's a step up that might be a little bit more versatile um and usable down the line if you start gigging um or or recording or doing doing other things like that so 
I think, yeah, it's a great amp. I wouldn't sell it. I would keep it around. You know, that, yeah. that's a good amp to have and, um, you know, maybe take to rehearsals or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe upgrading the amp. Let's, let's, uh, take a look at the, the old pedal situation here on the floor. Sure. I, I do want to say though, like I slightly disagree with you about like, <laughs> Would you start with me, man. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. Um, <laughs> I slightly disagree about, you know, amps being the be all end all. Uh, but, uh, but uh, there, there's like, it's like tone is not just one thing, you know, it's, it's like someone on a live stream was talking about this the other day and, and they brought up a good example, like a great sounding guitar through a not great sounding amp doesn't sound that great, mm-hmm. but a great sounding amp with a not great sounding guitar is it, it like, doesn't like, a great amp does not make a great guitar sound better. Or a, a great a great amp does not make a bad guitar sound better. But a great guitar can, I think, play nicer with even a not great amp. Uh, I I disagree. I it's well, okay. I, it's completely if the other had, way around for me. So if you but okay, like let's go to the extreme, right? Okay. So let's let's take it to the extreme. Let's say you were plugged into a dumble and you had the bottom of the barrel. Like entry level squire. Sure. Do you think that would sound as good as? I mean, like, and a squire is not bottom of the barrel. That's not like. I mean, I, so but, but me, I see what you're saying. What, your point is that like the dichotomy of yes. like the difference. I don't know if dichotomy is the right vocabulary word to use there, but the difference of like the dumble or whatever your sort of holy grail amp is versus just like an entry level kind of mass-produced overseas guitar, right? Right. Versus the opposite. So yeah, top of the line, absolute dead ringer, pick your thing, custom shop, Novo, whatever your thing is, um, versus what amp? I mean, like, you know, let's let's say like, even like a, an entry-level Chinese Vox. Okay. Like, you know, like an AC-10. No, no. That, you, to me, the the cheaper guitar through the nicer amp is going to sound better in every single way than the nicer guitar through the cheaper amp all day every day i disagree i will i I mean i'm fucking coming up there right (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean i mean that's just my opinion like if if it were me like i think an amp of 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 extreme quality shows way more flaws and would be harder to coax the tones you want out of with a with a a really inexpensive guitar than the other way around. I feel like if you had a great guitar and you're playing to a really, you know, entry level starter amp, you're going to be able to find something because the guitar is comfortable and where you play is, you know, all that's happening and then you can tweak. But I think that's just my opinion. In this uh, scenario here, we're ignoring the most important part of this whole equation, which is the player, right? So pick your player. You know, let's just talk about Jack Pearson for a second. Um, Right. I think Jack Pearson would sound great on on either rig. Somebody like Jack Pearson, though, is going to be able to utilize the advantages that the higher end amp is going to provide versus the cheaper amp. I mean, we both we both sure. have had the opportunities to play some really truly great amplifiers and own some really great amplifiers over the years, and you know that like what you're paying for in a super high end amp is the like the touch response, the the fact that it is it is accurately representing everything that you're putting into it, where a cheaper amp, whatever it is, doesn't do that nearly as well. And so if you're a great right. player, I think you're going to end up sounding way better with the cheaper guitar through the nicer amp than the other way around. Right, but that's also an extreme too, because, you know, anybody like that. Like it's, there's, <clears throat> I remember years ago, we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but this is interesting. It's fine. Uh, Don't worry about it. Um, there was a video of John Mayer at Berkeley, and mm-hmm. he had the black one, mm-hmm. you know, his custom shop strat, and he was playing through like a blues junior or something, and everyone was like, "It sounds like him." It's like, yeah, it sounds like him because that's him. But like, you know, that level of talent, I think for us mere mortals, <laughs> I, you know, if it were me, I would flip it and have a nicer guitar with a less expensive amp. But that's again, that's my opinion. That's one. Of, that's one of our differences, kids. <laughs> Moving on. Back Anyways, to pedals. Uh, all right. So back to the pedal situation. So some good stuff here, man. 
Some really oh, good absolutely. stuff. Yeah. I love that carbon copy delay. Um, I think that's the deluxe. That's the one that's got the tap tempo, right? On the side. Or uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got tap tempo and effect. And sub and subdivision. Yeah, man, that thing is I think it's kind of overlooked, honestly. Um I, yeah, I, I agree. It's I, I, and it's not it's kind of plain looking. I mean, like I think I think if it looked cooler, people would clamor more for it. Um now this is I, I, yeah, you know, and this is interesting. He's got the L cap and the carbon copy. Now, those are two different delays, right? The L cap is a, Very. a digital representation of a tape delay. Really, really great delay pedal. L caps are fantastic. Uh, and then an analog delay, um, mm-hmm. which is just a different thing. Possibly some redundancy there, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you could get the L cap. You could voice the L cap to do the analog thing right to kind of have the dark sort of degraded repeats it's not going to sound like an 8999 or a a carbon copy exactly but if you want that sort of darker more warm delay repeat thing i think the l cap could do that yeah Um, does it does l cap i know it has the wow and flutter but does this have like does it have that modulation thing because i think that's where the carbon copy shines for me is yeah it's not doing the same kind of chorusing modulation i think it's like a an analog delay does. It has the tape age, um, right. which is kind of like the EQ curve, and it's doing some other things there too. But um, man, yeah, I think possibly some redundancy there. Um, Ego comp, great. Uh, plumes, great. Uh, the 385, I'm not super familiar with. What's up with that? So that's like a Bell and Howell um, projector amp, like, uh. you know, all those. Uh, Slide dudes and whatnot are playing, but uh, yeah, it's cool. It's unique. It's it's it like it's way different. Um, it's not like your basic, you know, tube screamer blues breaker. It's it's a much different animal, and it sounds it sounds cool. It's it's unique. I like it. Yeah, and then whatever that little purple thing on the side is. When yeah, that little piece that. of crap fuzz pedal. Um, I would say you need a pedal board. Yeah, you need a board. You're at the point now. You've got what do you what are you at? Six pedals, seven pedals, seven. Yep. And it looks like what is the power supply? It looks like a It's it's hard chocks. to say. Yeah, I can't remember what has those white uh, I think it's chocks cuz they're RCA connectors on the ends. I could be wrong. It's hard to say to tell with this picture, but yeah. it looks like you've got a decent power supply there. Mm-hmm. Um you need something to to attach the pedals to to clean them up, to keep them consistent, keep them in the same place. Um yeah, that's let's build you a pedal board. Yeah, you know what's funny though when I actually play guitar like that, it like th- this is what is in my floor right now because right. I played guitar yesterday. Right. Um, but yeah, a pedal board, you know, helps. It, 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 it's it's just another layer of uh, convenience for when you actually want to get stuff out to play. Right. Unless you just leave it set up all the time, but even then, it's like, you know, nothing's more frustrating than. You know, having something like this, and one day you mix something out, and you leave a patch cable off, and you're like, "Where did that go?" Right, right. You know, Bo Barber in the Discord chat brought up an interesting uh, point. He said could, he could be using the L cap as a looper, which is true. I did not ah. consider that. Um, kind of overkill if it's just a looper, but there you go. Something yeah. to consider. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I like Strymon pedals. I have a Flint, which I think is phenomenal. But the delays never did it for me. Um, I, I like the L cap probably the the most out of all the standalone delay pedals they have. Um, but I'm all about analog stuff, and I, I brought the Brigadier home and compared it to some other analog pedals that I I had, and it just did not do it. It it sound it like they pale in comparison to the real thing, in my opinion. But it, I mean, it's like, but it's not like a bad, you know, it's not bad. It's just, right. it's not the same when you, when you, when it's apples to apples, you're like, Oh, I don't, this, this isn't the same. You can tell that this is digital. Yeah. I, I recently did that with the Volante and my tape echo with my multi echo. Now yeah. the multi echo is kind of its own thing. So it's not totally a fair comparison because Strymon wasn't, I think going after that tape echo specifically with the Volante, but sure. on paper, they are a multi-head tape echo built-in spring reverb. Like they're they're pretty similar, and the tape echo does sound head and shoulders above the Volante. Um, right. I mean, it just the preamp in it, everything about that thing, it just it does the thing. Now, I love the Volante because I'm not going to take that multi echo like out on the road 
Right. And if I want that tape echo thing, I can put it in pedal form on my board. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it was, to me, it was a little bit more sterile sounding compared to the, the multi echo. Sure. Um, and so I actually like I messaged Josh J H S and I was like, Hey, what if we, cause I got, I bought the multi echo from seeing his video and we're both right. big fans of that thing. It's like, Hey, what would it look like if we did like a JHS, like we just took that multi echo and put it in a pedal like that delay sound, that spring reverb sound, that preamp sound. What if we just did that in a pedal? Because I don't think anybody does that. Everyone does the two hundred one, and and there's there's Benson right. Echorex stuff, but that thing is cool. Yeah, that would be wicked. That would be that would be super cool. And to have that aesthetic with those fonts or something. Yeah. Well, not with JHS. They don't really do that. Um, but but that that's that's a super cool idea. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyways, yeah. So, so Chase. Cool rig. Cool rig, man. Yeah, I give this, you know, look. Um, put if, if you get a pedal board going, you know, something simple. Doesn't have to be a lot. You've already got all the elements there. You just really yeah. just need the board and the, uh, you know, the the dual lock. The not, Velcro. Not the yeah. Velcro. No, the dual lock. <laughs> and uh, you'll be good to go. I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 shoils. That's what I was going to give it. All right. So, yeah. It's save, save for a, a, a upgraded amp. Not, not, to, not shitting on that monopress amp. I haven't heard it. Uh, and if it makes you happy, play it. But uh, but that 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 gives that's going to give you a lot more variety of sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, having having just even you know even if if that's like a blues junior thing, a blues junior guaranteed will sound way different. So you you could have that, and those aren't you know too expensive. Yep, whatever blows your skirt up, man. That's right. There you go. So that was uh, dipped in tone, or sorry, dipped, whatever the hell we call this segment. That's what that was. If you want to submit, your rig. yeah, there it is. If you want to submit your rig to be dipped. Uh, you can email us uh, at the link below. You have to be a patron to uh, be selected. So there and you we go. We do check, or we I do. check. Yeah, Zach before check. we start talking I don't about check. it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, we do check. So, all right, Zachary, what are we? Uh, uh, what's our topic this week? So this week uh, we're going to talk about Nam. We're going to talk about uh, the current state of it, which is, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, based off everything that's happened last year, and uh, ha- what's 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 going to be the state of it moving forward? Like, what's the future of Nam? Mm. Because, like, I have strong opinions. I know you do too. We've talked about it in the past, but I think we talked about it well before coronavirus was ever something that was in the back of everyone's mind. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I know you have access to, like, y- you've like signed in, in Music Week is what they're calling it. Is that what it is? Even like now with all the product releases? Yeah, I think so. I still get, okay. I get I'm getting emails. So what we should, we should get people up to speed. So, uh, you know, Nam, huge convention. It's basically the entire music equipment retail industry. It's not just guitars and drums and stuff. It's literally everything. If it yeah, it's makes the national association of music merchants, right? If it makes sound it, and it's, it's at Nam basically. Um, yeah. so Wait, is that on. right? Is that, was that the right? I, yeah, abri- whatever. It's close <laughs> enough. You get the idea. Um, so typically there's two NAMs every year. There's winter NAM in Anaheim, California every January, which ideally would be happening like right now. Um, and then there's summer NAM in Nashville, which is way smaller. And typically it's just like the guitar stuff and some drum stuff. It's like literally like less than a 10th of the size of winter NAM, I think. It's yeah, tiny. absolutely. Um, so obviously with coronavirus, Winter Nam's not happening this week, which is a bummer. I love going to Winter Nam in Anaheim. As a as a YouTuber, um, it is a blast for me. Um, you get to go and you get to meet new people. You get to hang out with your friends. There's a lot of people that we only get to see once a year at Nam, uh, like our European friends, Mary Spender and Paul Davids and and all them. Um, it's like it's a big conference where the whole community seems to just come together in Anaheim for the week and. It's just a blast. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're a retailer, like having to work a booth, that's a different animal. I would not yeah. want to do that at all. So yeah, see, see I like I uh I've usually worked last year. I didn't. I, you know, was sharing a space with the Novo and Revolta guys, you know, God bless them. Mm-hmm. But uh when you have to work it, it's not fun. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it's fun before the show and then after. Right. Uh, but during it's the it's the hardest 
like work you'll do uh trying to sell yourself um at any point during the year and it's it's just exhausting yeah and i've i've never seen it from that perspective i've always right. just been the hey i get to like walk around and go to different booths and meet people and like you know try the, all the gear and stuff so it's always been way more fun. <laughs> Robert yeah. in the chat just posted. One of the best things about Nam is the people of Nam. You see some people yeah. walking around the floor that are just whoa, man. Yeah, that 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 is like whenever whenever you do work there, whenever you're working a booth, um, that is one of the like solaces. You know, that, like <laughs> you get a reprieve when you see these crazy people, or when you like go to get lunch or go to the bathroom and you see people asleep. Oh and god! Like, how can you sleep? But there's people just like you know, chin on their chest, just completely. Well, passed dude, the out. thing about it is like, um, especially in Anaheim, by day two and day three, you have been just like sonically assaulted. Yeah. For hours on end. And I really do think it does something to your brain. I mean, because if you think about it, your brain is having to process like all of that sound. And it is a cacophony. It is Uh-oh. especially like the drum world. And when you get over into the guitar section with all the bass stuff, there's like this low end, like 80 hertz rumble. that's just constantly happening in the room. Yeah. And you can't get away from it. And it literally takes a toll on you. You are exhausted. Yeah. It's like sitting at the the wing seat of an airplane for eight hours, you know, just like yeah, eight <laughs> or, hours a day. But worse, for, yeah, only because they're shredding. You know? oh, God, the shredding, Nam shredding is terrible. So, anyways, um, yeah, that's that's essentially Nam not happening this year. So, what they did instead was do a virtual Nam, uh, which I commend. I commend Nam for like going through the effort and like making the best of a bad situation. Um, it's better than nothing. I got on for about twenty minutes the first day and kind of tooled around and was like, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing here to, to see, I think. And right. Just haven't gone back since. Well, I've seen a couple YouTubers cause I was like, what? Cause they emailed me cause I let my membership lapse. <laughs> um, cause I was, you know, you know, a paid member of NAM so I could exhibit. Cause you have to like, you know, if you're going to have a booth, you gotta, you gotta be a member. You gotta pay. It's expensive. It, it's not cheap. And so I, you know, was like, look, with everything going on, you know, I don't want to pay that, you know, 600, whatever, 500, $600, whatever mm-hmm. it is, uh, this year. And so I just let it go. And, you know, I, I can, everything this year is free, um, for, I mean, I don't know if it's, it is for vendors, but for, if you want to like, look at it, you can just sign up and look at it. And I watched some YouTubers walking <laughs> Well, they were talking about the booths, quote unquote. And it's just like a white web page mm-hmm. with, it looks like a bad it, Facebook page. Yeah, it looks like it just it it just looks like um a simple catalog or something or like a press release. Mm-hmm. Um and like I hope to god retailers aren't paying for that. I I I'm well, I don't know that. Yeah, I have no idea if they're paying for it or not, but I agree. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I mean, I guess sure you could pay a little bit for it. And I I can understand paying something because like, you know, Nam as an organization has upkeep and you don't want you don't expect them to do it all for free. But um after I saw that, I was like this is a joke. This is not like, I would never do this. It's again, I think we have to be, we have to like show a little grace here. Like this is, this is not an ideal situation. And I think they're, they were, I guess we're on a limited time scale to try and figure this out. You know, I don't know. And, and the last thing I want to do is like shit on somebody that worked on this thing and, and did the best they could. I get it. Sure. Sure. With that said, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And mm. um, Nam to begin with, was kind of already... I've had some conversations with other builders and people in the business. You know, traditionally, Nam was the the one time or, or two times a year where, as a, where it's a convention. It's a sales convention. It's not open to the public. It's for the industry only. And it's where manufacturers and retailers and everything would come together and make their deals for the year. It's where manufacturers debut their new products and then they, they meet with dealers and they, they, you know, sign deals and say, okay, you know, I'm going to buy this much. It's a whole, that's the whole point of a trade show networking event kind of thing. Yep. The thing is though, nowadays business isn't really done that way on, on this, uh, in this industry, it's done all online and, and, you know, over email and zoom calls and everything. So, from that perspective, there's not a there's not a huge reason to be at Nam. I mean, that stuff certainly still happens, but not at the scale that it once did. Um, right. 
And it'll be interesting to see how the industry reacts after no trade show this year, like how 2021 is going to react with strictly online promotion, no in-person trade show. Right. And, you know, uh, I, you know, in the chat, Calcutas uh, was saying the PRS pre- presentation was good. It was engaging. But see, that was outside NAM. You know, th- it's just like this has become the agreed upon time when you release your new stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that doesn't need NAM to happen. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. I think as an industry, we've moved past um, going to see the new products, going to do that because we we have we have YouTube, we have mm-hmm. the internet, so we can experience, we can hear, we can see, um, we can do all this stuff, you know, virtually now, and it's not as necessary. And honestly, the past couple times I've been to Nam, even at Summer Nam, when I've had my own booths and stuff. People came up to me to talk to me because they heard of me and they knew my reputation. They didn't care to see any of the pedals mm-hmm. because they already knew about the pedals. Right. And like they just wanted a business card or to chit chat with me to see what my vibe was, but not to talk business. In the past few times, like at Winternam uh, last year, I think I got three or four business cards. Mm-hmm. And I was there every day, you know, hanging out, like doing the thing. I mean, not as diligently. Uh, as I would if I had my own booth, but I think that's pretty indicative of where the industry's going, and and that it's harder for the new guys to come up because really to stand out you got to have a booth or yeah. you got to be with somebody that's got some pull. Um, doing the whole shared booth thing I think is a complete waste of time and money. But like if you're already established, it does. It I don't think I don't think you need to spend that ten, you know, twenty whatever thousand dollars you got to spend. To kind of show up, and, and that's basically it. You're just showing up, mm-hmm. right? So. And I think there is some. There's a difference between the smaller builders, uh, and again, we're we're talking about this through the lens of like the guitar industry at NAM, right? Sure. It may be very yeah. very different in like the DJ industry. I don't know. It's it's not my cup of tea, right? Uh, but you know, you have like the big like JHS does the massive booth every year, and and uh, Earthquaker does a really cool thing, and and Walrus and everything. Chase Bliss now has a really cool booth, and what I think that's a slightly different thing because those guys are taking these big booths, these big areas, and they're making them kind of like a hang spot. Like Chase Bliss will have couches and stuff around, and people are always just kind of congregating there and like chatting with Joel or Josh or whoever's around, and. From that perspective, I think it is really valuable because I think NAM's primary value nowadays is as just strictly a networking event. Right. Well, like one thing I've seen, because, uh, you know, a lot of these guys too, like Josh doesn't go to Summer NAM anymore. Like mm-hmm. he goes, but right. JHS is, does not go. Right. Um, is there's so many guests and so many people who have honestly no reason to be there on, on non-public day. Um, who are just there to play stuff. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're, they're just a guest of a shop or whatever or a company, but they're not there to buy. They're not ter- there to experience products for a business side of things. And I think that has really detracted because when you go to JHS's booth, you know, Josh will talk business, absolutely. But most of the time, he's just inundated with fans. Mm-hmm. And it's usually kids of store owners or, or you know, you know, not necessarily kids, but, you know, young people too. And people just want to bend his ear right. for 30 minutes and and check out the pedals, but not, you know, I, I just, like JHS, they don't have to do it. Mm-mm. You know, they don't they don't need to. It's like, does Fender need to? Not really. No. It's cool. Like, I like Fender's booth, but it's not necessary. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting discussion about our industry, you know. Now, I came away from Winternam last year thinking, like, I think if Nam is going to stay relevant, it needs to change. And and what I think needs to happen from from like the content creator media side is like I didn't even make a Nam video last year. I brought right. all my camera stuff out to Anaheim and and just I didn't even shoot anything. Didn't even pull the cameras out. Um, Mary Spender shot a vlog every day, uh, yeah. and it was interesting seeing like the difference like of from YouTube numbers and, and stuff. Like she did a vlog every day. And she got a bunch of views and stuff on it, and I didn't do anything. And I think net net, we kind of ended up in around the same place and everything. But um, the Nam video thing used to be a big deal. Like I remember five, six, seven years ago. Like oh man, right. Winter Nam's happening. I'm gonna watch all the videos. I'm gonna watch all the premier guitar stuff. I'm gonna watch everyone's you know thing. And now it's like 
in the past when I've made Nam videos, it's like, yeah, nobody watches them. It's like everybody gets it. You know, it's like, right. oh, it's Nam. I'll see this it, on Instagram or whatever. Sure. In in the same way, dude. Like premiere guitar videos, that was like the thing. You'd watch all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was like the the thing you did for Nam and you were excited about it. But I think I think we we're all a little burnt out on that. And we're 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 also used to people raising the bar for demos. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, watching Premier Guitar, God bless them, they do a great job, you know, in that calamity of a show. You know, they they rush in, they set up their mics, they do their thing, and it's as good as they can possibly do in the speed they have to do it. But it's not a true showcase of what the product is. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think most people are just like, I'll wait until the company releases a product or a YouTuber gets it or whatever. Dude, there's no use. There's no use in trying to demo a product on the NAM floor for guitar yeah. players at least. There is absolutely no use because you can't play anything at any reasonable volume. Um, especially like amp builders, dude. Like <laughs> trying to play at the Two Rock booth or whatever a couple years ago or last year when they had the, what is their, uh, Sterling? The yeah. Like a 150 watt amp or something like that. Sure. Like, dude, you can't demo that thing on the NAM floor. You'll get kicked out. Right. And so, yeah. you know, you try and make a video and you listen to people talk about it and then it comes time to play and they've got like the amp just barely cracked open. It's like, you don't, it's like, just don't even. Now, I think some companies are really starting to figure this out, specifically Beatronics. Did you yeah. go to Beatronics booth last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. I'm a huge, I'm going to fangirl over uh, Beatronics for a second because <laughs> what they do is so cool and their NAM booth was rad. They had it figured out, which is they made a, a video and it, I even struggled to call it a video. It was more like a multimedia experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like something at Disney. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you would walk up to their booth and there's this like horizontal screen built into this like pedestal thing and they had whatever pedal that they were trying to demo i think it was the swarm or whatever plugged into somehow some kind of rig where they had this really great looking video of them and they're like b masks and they're in the studio and they're like jamming and doing this riff rock garage rock kind of thing and the guitar tracks are actually going through the pedal in real time so you sit there you put your cans on and they hit play on the video and the guy's like twisting the knobs on the pedal and you're actually getting to hear what it does in real time to an actual like clean guitar track or, or dirty guitar, guitar track, whatever it was. And I was like, holy shit, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's really cool what they do. Yeah. I love those really guys. Cool. And that, that, that booth is like an experience, you know, and yeah. that's, that's really special. But most, I mean, like that's not the norm. That no. is well outside the norm. And, and Ambrosia in the chat just said, get an ISO booth. I mean, yeah, you can, but then you have to have a room. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like the, the normal NAM booth is what, like 10 by 10 feet or something? Like, with, yeah. Cause so if you've never been, let's break it down. Basically, the cheap seats are all around the perimeter of the, the <laughs> building or on the, the basement's cheaper too. Yeah. Hall E. Um, Hall E. But, which um, is actually way nicer because it's way quieter down there. Yeah. There's like half the people. It's, yeah. it, I would much rather be down there. But Strymon's always down there. It's great. Yeah. So, um, like the, the, all around the outside, it's pretty cheap. And right. and that actually is a better deal because you get your carpet, you get power. Um, but in, when you're in the, the thick of it, the basic booth size starts at like 10 by 10 and, uh, you, you might get carpet, but you don't get power. That's extra. You got to pay for all this stuff. And if you like want to grow your booth, it's, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're looking like easy, like a, one of those 10 by 10s, you're ex- just expect to spend like 10 grand. You know? Right. Uh, like, and that's just for the show. Right. It's not even like shipping your stuff and getting there and, you know, having a hotel room. But it, it's so tight. There's, there's, you know, because in addition to having all your, your, your stuff for the show, like just storing your, you know, like a backpack and having water and having swag and having all the things. There's just no room. Yeah, you just can't so, do it. It's so expensive. And and like, I mean, the beauty of, 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 of gu- the guitar world now is at least that we have the aux, we have, mm-hmm. you know, headphone solutions, but that's a one person at a time thing. It's not like you can have a group come in and experience it. 
you know, at volume, because if you do, you're going to get shut down. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just think that moving forward, and this is something that you and I have talked about a lot, we're going to see the industry move away from this. And I think this virtual NAM is going to be the beginning of the decline of these huge events. Well, I think, I actually disagree. I think the virtual NAM thing has shown that the virtual side of it doesn't work at least for the trade show aspect. In my opinion, it just doesn't work. It highlights for me the fact that you need to you need to just bring the people together. Now, what I think needs to change is it's less about showcasing your products and trying to make deals happen. I think it needs to become more community focused and more industry focused around the people that are in the industry. I think it needs to be more about people like the, the content creators. I think it needs, there needs to be more interactive, like media things. There needs to be more like seminars. One of my favorite things about Nam is you can walk around, especially in like the pro audio world and the, what is that hall D or something? It's in the different building. Right. Yeah. Dude, you can go and, and all of these like pro audio booths, whether it be like sure or universal audio or whatever there, there's like really great seminars that are going on by like the dudes like you can go listen to chris lord algae speak and and ask him questions or eddie kramer i sat and watched eddie kramer talk two years ago and he just talked about working on on the the hendrix sessions and stuff that to me is the brilliance of nam and that's what they need to lean into well i i agree i think that should i i mean like if it were me like we we can we can wear that hat for a second um i think there should be an industry day and and don't have the public in and have a full day of that sort of thing. Because, like, could you imagine how much more you could get done if you weren't stopped every 30 minutes by somebody wanting to chit-chat? Like, it, it, I think it'd be a better experience for everybody because um, you could produce some content, do some things. I think there should be, unless it's public day, you have to be there with a purpose. Because I do see some value in, you know, having this sort of event where we all come together and, and dealers come and check out things. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think that's important, but when I say I don't think an indus- events like this are going to stick around forever, I mean I th- I just think that we've sh- if anything throughout 2020 we've shown this industry can stand up without that thing happening, mm-hmm. and I think after you know depending on what happens this year with all these releases and what everybody's doing for for this you know 2021 winter nam, I think we're going to see that this may not be wholly necessary. And the money that it costs to do this might be better invested in uh, social media campaigns, in in video production, in mm-hmm. you know just developing products because that's ultimately that's what people are hungry for. Yeah, so. and even from like from the YouTuber perspective, um, the 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 thing has shifted. Like the reason I didn't make a video last year was like there's no point. Most of the big stuff that people cared about, which last year was the quad cortex. Um, it's like, okay, I know I'm I'm going to get one on loan or I'm going to buy one when it comes out or whatever, and I'll make my video then. Or like most of these companies now, rightfully so, are making their own content around it and they're they're built, putting it out on their own social media. So it's like, what am I going to add to, oh, I got to play the Quad Cortex at their NAM booth for five minutes. And right. let me give you my impressions on it. So like, well, my impressions are, I didn't really get to hear it. It wasn't complete. It, it you know, it just wasn't the right thing. So why make a video of me just like walking around Nam? Um, but what would be cool and what would be fun to make videos of is if it was more focused on that community aspect and more of like generating useful content for the general public around the internet. It's like it is the, the greatest thing about Nam is it's the one time of year where the whole industry comes together. Like you have a lot of famous players. You have all the session guys, you have all the producers, you have the manufacturers and people that are making the gear that we all love and want to know more about. Then you have people like me and Paul Davids and Mary Spender and everyone coming together and and talking about this stuff. So it's like, I would love to see it more focused on that aspect where it's like, Hey, we've got all those people. Let's, let's make it a thing where you guys have the opportunity to sit down with, um, you know, whoever it is, John Shanks, like I'd love to sit down and do something with John Shanks or Eddie Kramer or, Hey, let's, instead of me going to blue microphones and having them tell me about their new, whatever microphone for podcasting or their new USB streaming mic, like, Hey, 
let me sit down with a microphone designer and I want to talk to you about like how large diaphragm condensers work. Like that's more right. where I'm coming from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a valid, you know, thing that, that definitely needs to happen because people, and, and again, like Red and I talk about pretty much the same things always forever, but we've talked about so much about how people aren't necessarily hungry for demos and that sort of content. They're hungry for the story. They're hungry, you know, for knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing is way more valuable because if you just see someone's passion um, for like designing a microphone, like, you know, how the, 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 the focus and the, the engineering and, and, you know, the heart that goes into a product, you, you show yourself right. and what it takes to make a product. People are more apt to buy it. Right. Um, and, and I think that's something for the industry as a whole that we're, we're definitely seeing a shift in that. And I, I think I feel like I've found success because my, whenever I decided to like really try it, Instagram, my thought was, I'm just going to make this my personal Instagram where mm -hmm. I sell pedals half the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think that's in, incredibly valuable, but I just, um, I'm curious to see like what, where the industry is going to go after this, because, you know, even like, let's say, because they're already planning for summer NAM to happen. Mm -hmm. we'll I, see. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> we'll see. And even if it did, um, d will people fly from all over the world to come together and be stuck in this space? I don't think so. I don't think mm -hmm. that's going to be. I mean, even even if even if everybody's like safe and smart and we're, we're vaccinated or whatever, like I don't want to go. Mm. Like, and if I did, I'd still be wearing a mask and staying away from people. So I, I just don't think that it's going to be a long, long time before we see these type of events return. Well, I think that's going to depend a lot, a lot on, especially here in the states, the vaccine rollout. Because because Summer Nam is primarily the U.S. market. You don't have a ton of international vendors coming over. You well, you get a lot. You don't have as many brands coming over, but you do get uh, the dealers and that you get the dealer base coming. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. You don't see like uh, brands from all over the world showcasing at summer. So if if there's an opportunity where you know, hey, most of us have been vaccinated by July. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll go and I'll wear a mask and stay distant and everything, which I, which you probably should be doing at NAM anyways. Um, oh, regardless 100%. of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Before all this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, it's gross. NAM thrax is a, is a thing for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking about it from like they, it, it needs to adapt. It needs to change. Yeah. Uh, or else it is going to be what's going to happen is it'll die a slow death every year, less and less. Um, manufacturers are going to pay to show up and it'll start with the small people and then it'll, it'll branch out to the bigger manufacturers. And then there's going to be less reason for vendors to be there. And then people like me aren't going to want to be there. Um, I mean, hell people have talked about in the chat, like GitCon. I mean, GitCon is a great example of that. Like that's a, that's a good model of, I think what this could turn into in the future is like smaller, events that are happening more often, maybe more regionally, you have a Europe one, you have a US one, a Canadian one, where you bring in content creators and you bring in, you know, interesting people in the industry, players, writers, producers, engineers, and then you have the, whether it's a vendor like Tomans or it's a, you know, manufacturer facilitate the space and all of the logistics to bring it there to sort of sponsor the event, whether it's Nam or whether it's whoever, that to me, I think is the future of this stuff. Yeah. And that was, that was something we talked about a while back about the um, Sweetwater event. Like what's it, what's it called that they do every year? Oh, a uh, um, gear fest. Gear fest. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's great. And I think that's, a, I mean, and what Toman does and stuff like that's, that's, that's interesting and, and uh, ripe for, um, content creators and people to go. But the, the beauty of Nam is that if you aren't in a store, if you're just starting out, you can, you can show up. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I'm just curious as to what will happen. And one thing that, you know, brands and people who've talked to me about, you know, should I go to Nam? Should I invest in a booth? Should I do this? And I just tell them like, Hey, look, if it's going to cost you this many thousand dollars, do you have a camera? Like if you don't, Use that to buy a camera, buy recording equipment, spend that same money and have more money left over. Should try to do some of this stuff yourself because I think 
you're going to get so much further ahead than showing up in this sea of brands and just get passed by. So, you know, it, I, th- that's that's the big thing for me because like a, a GearFest or a Toman or any of those things, uh, I, I I could go as a person maybe, but I wouldn't be there as a brand because they don't carry my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. that makes sense. So there you go, everyone. We've solved it once again. <laughs> Brent, Brent and Shrek are just Shrek. taking the industry by storm. And what we say here on this show is gospel. Yeah. It, it, I just hope for some sort of little trickle-down effect. Is somebody, you know, they, they hear about us and then they watch and they get that bug in their ear and they're like, these guys. These guys. They, they got, they, yeah. They they're got. onto something, these guys. <laughs> I like these guys. So... Do kind you have Christopher Walken esque a shill of the week? <laughs> a shill of the week? Did you did you prepare? Yeah, I've got one, but um, why don't you go first? Okay, all right. I, I I literally grabbed the hardest thing in my pedal closet to <laughs> photograph. <laughs> oh there, god! Yeah, perfect. So this is the Thorpey. Does that focus on that? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's too shiny. Um, oh, there, there it is. There it goes. Camouflage. Camo flange. Flange. So this is, uh, if you're not familiar with, with Thorpey effects, and you probably are if you're watching this, uh, UK, Adrian Thorpe, um, makes some fantastic stuff. He's a retired military guy, one of the sweetest uh, human beings I've ever met. He, he and his wife are, the, they're, they're two of my favorite people to see at NAMM, and I, that's the reason I grabbed this, because I, I miss them right now. But this was designed with Dan Coggins of Love Tone. Nice. And it's a flanger that has um, a harmonics control, uh, a treble control, and a clean blend, along with some other pretty common flange things like a manual or rate and a and a, and a depth. But it's just a wicked. I really like flangers. Um, I don't have many, but when I get a good one, I'm like, I'm in love with it. And so this one's pretty wicked and literally built yeah. like a tank. I mean, Adrian mm-hmm. is going to make stuff built like a tank, but uh, I used to have the Dane. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. It was a little too bassy for me, but this is like, it does so much and it's, it can get really weird or it can be pretty classic. And, and I, I just like it. Yeah. Der Flanger. The Flanger. Der Flanger. Uh, man, I was, I got solid gold sent me some stuff a couple months ago and I got their quad uh-huh. flange and that thing kicks ass. It's cool. Yeah. It is really cool. Um, and yeah, I just got a Dane, uh, Danish Pete sent me. And that's yes. my first Thorpey effect. And it, I really like it. I like the bass. I think it depends on what kind of amp you're playing it into. Um, right. Well, because when I had it, I was playing it into like a Marshall style thing with a, with a Les Paul. And it mm-hmm. was just like, it was a little too, too much. But with like a Tele or a Strat or something with a little bit more focus uh, and, and clarity, I think. It Which that's kind of Danish Pete's thing, right? The Tele yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So it makes sense. But I really like that pedal. Um, I've got it on a little board out there right now. I've been playing with the band with um cool so my shill of the week is actually um it's not necessarily a shill because i'm 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 not saying like i'm not endorsing it like saying go out and get it but it is something i want to talk about this week my video on it will be coming out this week because the video embargo will be lifting on the 28th i believe uh the quad cortex oh um so again i'm not endorsing it i'm not saying Hey, this is great. You should absolutely go out and buy it. Um, my, I've been playing it for about a, I've had it for a few weeks. I've spent the last few days, like really starting to dig into it. After we jump off, I'm going to try, um, its version of profiling. They can't call it profiling cause I think it's a copyright thing, but essentially right. you can profile not just a, an amp, but like an entire rig. And apparently you can profile like pedals too which is cool. Like you can profile overdrives, some fuzzes, apparently you can profile compressors and things like that and have them in the thing. Um, but my initial impressions of it are this, uh, it it is the, the next step forward, I think in the modeling world, I think the user interface on it alone is a huge step above anything line six or, Kemper certainly or um, AxeFX is doing like the touchscreen, the encoder. Each foot switch is a is an encoder. So when yeah. you pull up a an amp preset or something, the foot switches are mapped to buttons, and you can 
twist them. Um, Pretty neat. I got to say, man, I'm real impressed with it so far. It hasn't shown me anything yet that I'm like, ooh, that's a problem. It does get a little warm. So maybe you like that. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, if you're if you're playing outdoor festivals, like I tend to do during the summer, and it's on a stage in the sun, right, right. I don't know how it would handle that. Uh, very well could overheat. I don't know. Mm. But um, yeah, man, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the hot new ticket. It's gonna be the thing to have. How big year. is it? Um, not that big. Um, like relative to. Hold on. Something we know. It's in the middle of updating right now, so. Oh, well, leave it alone. Well, no, it's fine. Um, it's the other nice thing is it has Wi-Fi, so you don't right. have to plug it up to your computer to update. It's like it just it's nice. Um, all right, so well, shit, I don't know. Patch down here. Hold on. Everybody, calm down. So there it is. So I have enough. Oh. Yeah, so it's rebooting right now, which is why it looks like that. But it's it's in between. It's much smaller than the Helix Floor. Right. It's a good bit bigger than the um, than the like HX Stomp things like that. It's I would say it's a little bit bigger than an HX Effects if you have one of those. Right. Okay. A little yeah. bit bigger than that. Um. So, yeah. There you go. Neat. Neat. I I, I can't wait to hear it like in person. Uh, because you know. I'm I'm interested in those things, even though it, I mean that's just for me playing guitar. It's not like I mean literally nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny. I I finally plugged up because I because I'm trying to be respectful of my family and um, not deafen my son when he does come in here and hang out while I'm playing guitar. I just I've just been using the power cab and the and the HX stomp. But I did plug up my deluxe reverb the other day. Uh, I haven't played my Victoria since you were here. I haven't oh, even really? turned it on. Yeah. But like, I just, man, I love playing loud amps. Um, you know, not that the deluxe reverb is loud per mm -hmm. se, but it's loud, you mm -hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Um, look for my video on that, my channel on, what is that, Thursday, the 28th? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that is that is Thursday. I know that because some knobs I need to buy will supposedly be in stock on the twenty seventh, and I've been counting to the days <laughs> because I have to buy like a thousand, or I'll probably buy two thousand knobs. Hey man, you got to get those knobs. You know what I'm saying? Man, I got this Oxblood Davis mm -hmm. Aware. I got to get them Dacaware stock knobs. up. I mean, but shit. Uh, I, I I like literally have been have been waiting and waiting and waiting, and, and Morgan's like, "How much are these going to be?" I'm like, eh, "What you worry about all. that?" A dollar twenty or so a piece. Ooh. She's like a piece. Hold on. And how many are you ordering? <laughs> a couple thousand. What? <laughs> yep. You know, hey, pedal builders. Everyone's like, why do pedals cost so much when they're so cheap? The parts are so cheap. It's like because you have to buy a thousand fucking knobs to like build a run of pedals. <laughs> like I gotta float that cash, you know. I gotta keep my assets liquid, y'all. I'm not sure if what I just said applied to that situation. It just you gotta sounded... keep your asses liquid. Is yeah, that what you said? Assets, assets. <laughs> oh, asses. Assets, <laughs> assets. Really pushing this DSer to its limits here. Mm. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's it. Dipped in tone. We did it. We done it again. Everyone. That's it's the 22nd time in a row we've done this. So there you go. Um, be sure to subscribe, and like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, leave a, a review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. um, can you shit? I just dropped my phone. Can you leave reviews on Spotify or Google Play? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think you can. I mean, I don't. People in the chat, if they know, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Um, well, whatever. So, yeah. Wherever you can Thumbs leave a review, up, just do it. Subscribe. Do all the things. It helps us out and uh, just con continues us along that path of 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 uh, guitar world domination. And uh, I'm I'm claiming it right now. Winter Nam 2022, we're gonna do dipped in tone live at somebody's booth, <laughs> or we'll just be outside, set up by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, by the Starbucks at the Hilton, just sitting <laughs> yeah, just at their little folding table <laughs> on a bench. Yeah, <laughs> people walking by like, who are these assholes? Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> Beto in the chat. Thanks to Sh uh, Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Download. I love playing Raid Shadow Legends whenever I'm potting with my good buddy Sh uh, Shrack here in the chat. Just, just, just getting 
Cindy in the uh, with the raids <laughs> and stuff. Combo combos. Combo. I don't know. You I don't can, know what happens to that game. You can build these characters and and go raid things with them. So thanks, uh, Raid Shadow Legends for. <laughs> they're not actually sponsors, so don't. Nope. No. But I, apparently, I just gave them thirty seconds of free advertising. So. Well, we're I'm gonna, we're sending them a bill. Listen, don't go download Raid Shadow Legends. Don't do that. Nobody needs to do that. Yeah. That's it. You're getting you're gonna get anti advertisements here on <laughs> Dip the Tone. We're gonna tell you what not to buy. Yeah. All right. All right. I gotta sign I, off. <laughs> bye. <laughs>